What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, our host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show and licensed realtor with Remax Results, Miss Mimi Shoneman. Hey, Mimi. Good morning. I like that blue on you. Oh, thank a you. A blue cowl neck sweater gun mm. going over there. You don't have as bright of colors on today, Phil, but we are always happy that you're here as well. Our good friend Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. Why don't we just go ahead and get your NMA? NMLS number out of the way, please, Phil. NMLS 238-103, company NMLS 3029, cross-country mortgage. We are an equal housing lender. Thank you for sharing that. That is good mm-hmm. news. Yes. Phil, uh, for the record, how do people get a hold of you if they want to reach out for mortgage questions? Best two ways to get a hold of me, 651-238-6748. My phone is on my hip, Yes. 7 by 24. Otherwise, <laughs> email me at Phil at callphilolson.com. Yes, and be sure, and when you do call him, to mention yes. the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Please. So he knows where you came from. Mm-hmm, absolutely. All right, folks. Well, we've got a, we're just going to do like this, the snippet okay. of the Minneapolis Area Association of Realtors weekly market activity report for the week ending March 11th, 2023. Um, it says that the new listings in the, the Twin Cities region have decreased 25.8% to 1,011. Our pending sales also down 31.7% to 804 pending. And our inventory increase, yippee, okay, 10.4% to 5,649 available and active homes as of March 11th. Uh, for the month of February, our median sales price went up to 341850 Our days on market also increased from up th- up almost 39% to 61 days. That's the time that you list a house to the time that you're handing over the keys at the closing table. And our percent of original list price received decreased to almost 4% to 97.2. And we are currently sitting on 1.3 months of inventory. Normal is between 5 and 6 for a balanced market. And this is the greater Twin Cities area that we're doing? It is. You said an interesting number. I can remember last year we were at a median of 358. Okay. You just said 341. I did. But here I think is how, don't think that housing prices have gone down by 17,000. Okay. Here's what's happened is those sellers that are in 400, 500, 600 and $700,000 homes. Yes. They're not selling their houses. Okay. So the people that are selling their homes are between 200 and 400,000 because we have far less homes that are above that specific price point. So if people think, People's houses are depreciating. They're not. Right. Well, it's just averaging. Would you agree? Yeah, I do agree. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so here's the thing when there's there's not enough stuff, not enough shoes, not enough apples to go around, you know, why would you reduce your prices? Right. Okay. The the people who are reducing their prices, let's just call a spade a spade. Yes. Because it's difficult when a market is shifting to price your house, it's very, very difficult. Um, and especially if you don't have comps to compare it to, like when you're, when the market is shifting and you try to go back six months, 
Is six months even relative anymore? Right. Not really. Um, you're really looking for stuff that's going on within 30, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. 180 days is like a whole different universe. And isn't it also that since we don't have as many houses that are going on the market, when you're talking about those comps and being able to compare so that you can pick the right price, there's just less options out there, right? Isn't that when you're trying to figure out what... I've what actually, compares to my house? I've actually had real estate agents that have called me and go, Phil, I'm having troubles comping out this house. Mm-hmm. I think we should, it, it's at 360. Uh, we're just going to list it at 385. And guess what? We're going to hope, we're going to hope that it appraises out because mm-hmm. there's no data. Well, yeah. we were looking at, it's interesting because we were looking at, we look at properties all over the place. I was looking in uh, Roatan okay. um, because I was watching a show and, and was like, that had to be like in 2008, these prices. And the, the prices you can get places for in Roatan are, are Where's Roatan? Where is that? Nicaragua. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. You should go there. You love it. (laughs) Okay. Um, Anyway, you know, so then we were looking at properties in Florida, and we were looking at this one particular community, and the house has been, you know, looking at the history of the house, and the house was like up and down, up and down, rented, then back on the market, and then sold, and then sold... And then relisted for like two hundred plus thousand over the list when it hasn't even been ninety days. So it's like you know, it just depends. Maybe is that really like what that house is going to sell for? I don't know. I'm not licensed in Florida, but it's fascinating um, because I I think that a lot of times sellers know that it's a seller's market, and so they just get rammy. Um, okay. You know, they mm-hmm. they're like you know if you don't know. Right. what the right number is let's go let's for pick it. a number right yeah it you know, seems right especially if it's something where this was your home and you're still emotionally attached to it i can see why you would go well, let's go for this and maximize what i think i can get for it you know part of part of our conversation we're gonna have today we're going to talk a little bit about appraisals mm-hmm. all right so the word rebuttal okay okay a rebuttal is where a house appraises for less than purchase price okay and i've gotten pretty good at getting rebuttals. In other words, getting an appraisal to come in at a higher value by providing additional data to an appraiser. Mm -hmm. But that's called a formal rebuttal process. That being said, how many rebuttals have I done in the last year and a half? Five. Okay. So often it's whatever it is is what it is. Why? Why five? Why such a, a number? that's the number that I can remember that I know to be factual. Okay. And you think that the reason is, is because there haven't been that many challenges. All right. So if I've closed 150 deals in the last year and a half, and maybe it's a little bit more than that, what's five of 150? Yeah, not much. It's not much. Mm -hmm. All right. So for, for me to tell you the chances of the house not appraising is pretty small, okay. but yet I have colleagues that call me and go, Phil, the client wants this. I think we can get that, but there's no data. Do you think that it'll appraise? And okay. I go, you want to know something? Based on my experience, based on what I'm doing, based on what I'm seeing, I'm going to go, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. it'll appraise. Okay. But, you know, you know, it's like getting multiple opinions. Ms. Shannon, I can take you out and go, what do you think? Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. so we're all looking at homes. How do you really com- how do you really compare a home, especially in a unique neighborhood? Let's just talk about Edina. Yes. OK, mm-hmm. 
everything's different. Right. You've got a McMansion on a street, then you got one that's a teardown. Right. And then you've got one that's a 1950s, but they've done something to it. Right. They've, they've made it really nice, but that was 10 years ago. So from block to block, from and, lot to lot, it and might then be you've very got, different. And then you've got the person who just did their, their renovation. So, you know, you've got everything across the board. I mean, I mean, just just so you understand, in an appraisal, mm-hmm. there are many, many, many different categories that an appraiser is going to bracket out the house. Okay. All right. Could you compare a ranch-style home versus a two-story? Sure, you could do that. And you'd have to bracket it out based on square footage, okay. bedroom count, bathroom count. But what Mimi is talking about... And it, Using Edina as an example, yes, you could have a $1.5 million home sitting right next to a $400,000 home. But the thing about Edina is Edina has a lot of million-dollar properties. Mm -hmm. Now, they're not brand new. They're all circa 1940s, 1950s. Some might be a teardown. And it's because your land cost is so expensive in Edina as well. Yes. Um, You just said something, and it just was like, poof. Gone. Okay, <laughs> we'll whatever. catch it. Um, we'll catch it in a minute. But, but yeah. when you, oh yeah, you were talking about square footage. Okay, mm-hmm. so I tell folks, if your house has not been professionally measured, you have to take the square footage as with a grain of salt. Unless you're going to take your tape measure out and mm-hmm. and go around, you don't know. And I would say that I I think that homes in Minnesota and maybe not so much Wisconsin. I would say Minnesota not measured the best. I would agree. But uh, here, here's here's another thing, though, is I hear all the time, but my basement is finished. Yes. All right, folks, you got to understand your cost per square foot of a basement is maybe 15 to $25 a square foot mm-hmm. for a cement basement. Once you get above grade, now it can go from 75 to $200 a square foot. Gotcha. Okay. Well, when we come back, we can, can finish this up and then we're going to talk. We're going to break down the different types of appraisals and all the information that we have about them. It's also a great day for you to be part of the show. You can get any of those mortgage and real estate questions into the room by calling us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available on our website. Go to MyTalk1071.com. Use that keyword Red Hot. Here with my friend Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results and also our friend from Cross Country Mortgage, Mr. Phil Olson. Okay, I've got a correction to make. Oh, okay. Uh, walk of shame. Me and my geography. Hmm. Um, so, Roatan, as beautiful as it is, is not in Nicaragua. Oh, okay. Where is and it? And I've been there. Um, it's in Honduras. Oh, thanks for the reminder. Yes. Anybody who uh, shouted yeah, us out. Our listener, so thank, thank you yeah. for correcting us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, gorgeous. And real estate prices there are, are not bad. Hmm. Not too bad. Not too far from Florida. I get those lists every once in a while that say, here's the best place to retire to, or here's how your money will, will you know, that'll, that'll stretch in other places. Mm-hmm. You know, so interesting. Um, this is a good segue to let everybody know mm-hmm. 
that if you are okay so how long have we been having winter here this year <laughs> it's been a long winter. six right. months it's very is winter. it been 12 months i yeah. don't know if i forget now i still don't know if it's over yet is it oh, oh yeah no we okay. got yeah. please so please I'm this just is gonna be a you, winter till mother's day winter yeah. i'm just gonna, gonna tell so. you y'all can live someplace else either part-time <laughs> or full-time i'm in complete support of it get the heck out of here and we've got connections all over the world that we can connect you with we can vet them for you all you have to do is text where you want to go and we'll help you find it 651-578-2218 all right phil we are going to talk about the different types of appraisals the source of the person or the uh thing that does the appraisal the definition of it the level of the inspection uh Mm -hmm. that can affect the results Mm -hmm. and the level of valuation so let's start off with just your basic appraisal report clearly the appraiser goes out and does that. It's an opinion of value that's developed by a licensed appraiser in compliance with the uniform standards of professional appraisal practice. And it is an unbiased, independent, objective, impartial, credible, and reliable opinion of value. The level of inspection can affect their results. It's an interior and an exterior inspection by the appraisal the appraiser and it is the most comprehensive of all the appraisers it is uh, all the appraisals and you can figure your cost on that type of appraisal will be between 500 to 650 dollars uh but that's also dependent on size okay if we got a 1.5 million dollar home that's let's just say 7000 square feet then that appraisal could easily be to $1,500. Okay. Now, in that specific appraisal, understand that the appraiser is appraising the home predominantly for mortgage financing. Okay. Because if you buy a house for cash, you don't have to get an appraisal. Now, for anybody that's going to buy a house for cash and they don't get an appraisal, I'm going to say shame on you. And why is that? Why is that? Okay. The house is based on comparables. Okay. And let's say there's five comparables and they all comp out at a million dollars, but you decide to pay $1.5 million for this house because you love it. Mm-hmm. You and you are, got the cash, just burning you got, a hole in yeah, your pocket. Just burning yeah. a hole in your pocket, but guess what? You are now upside down $500,000. Mm-hmm. Now that same scenario can play out. On a house that's for 400000 Okay. Now, just because you love a house and you can see yourself being in the house for the rest of your life, I'm sorry, I'm a finance guy. I'm not going to pay $500,000 for something that's worth four hundred. Right. Is an, is an appraisal the same as an inspection? Uh, it, 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 it is. It is, it is, but it is not. Okay. All okay. Right. Because in an appraisal, there's two specific aspects. Mm-hmm. Your first aspect is is what is the value? Okay. Number two, what is the integrity of the collateral? Okay, all right. Two pieces to that, though. Yes. Safety and deferred maintenance. Okay. Which both can be called out by an appraiser Mm -hmm. to where they go back to the homeowner and go, oh, by the way, this mortgage financing cannot be, we can't close, until these items, and we use the words cured, yes, meaning they're fixed. Okay. And so some of those things that I have seen that need to be cured that are sometimes problematic, you have the roof 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that needs to have a certain number of years left. What is it? Five years, three years, five years. And, and then where, where this can, we can branch off into something else. If the riff is so bad, your insurance company that you're trying to insure the home for a purchase may not insure the house. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then we also see things like uh, HVAC, okay, plumbing, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. You know, it's past its normal life. What are you seeing on some of your appraisals that come back with that item? As far as HVAC, um, normally what I'm hearing is the inspector, it's not the appraiser. Okay. The appraiser normally will not give an opinion on HVAC. Okay. It's the home inspector that will go, oh, by the way, this HVAC system, is heater, yeah. heater, okay? Mm-hmm. Heating source is got three years left. It's got one year's left. Near the end of its lifespan is Correct. what I heard before. Mm-hmm. And Correct. so are you seeing work orders where they get uh, called out that they need to be replaced? They need to what? I see that more so on the consumer and inspector side of things than I would see. That I would see on an appraisal. If 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 I see an appraisal... The heat is expected to be on in winter, and the house is fifty degrees. Believe me, the whole the, 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 the appraiser is going to going to call it out. Yeah. But do they actually pull off the covers of the heater and inspect it? No. Your inspector is going to walk around the house, mm-hmm. and I hear this all the time. Well, the inspector was only in my home for twenty minutes, folks. The inspector, the appraiser, does all their legwork prior to going out to the property and then they do a walkthrough and what they're looking for is your safety issues, your deferred maintenance issues. Their, their friendly tool, I'll let you know that is a screwdriver. Yeah. Look behind some stuff. No screwdriver. They'll poke wood and if they can poke into it, you got dry rot. Oh yeah. They'll call it. All right. So, you know, the things also, too, that appraisers do when I have actually followed, I've followed a few of them uh, just to get information about, you know, what they do. Um, They do a really precise measuring, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, especially, you know, the things that I'm just amazed at are some of the different angles that can be had in some of these story and a halfs unreal, like the, the, you know, ceiling drop down, you know, all of that kind of thing. Finish square feet. yep. Yep. They use a laser believe it or not. And that, a, they actually use a, a measuring tape, too. Yeah, sometimes, but yeah. they'll walk through with a laser, and the laser will literally go from wall to wall, mm-hmm. and that's how they get their, their numbers. And then they'll put together a, uh, you know, kind of a graph of your house or a schematic of your house. They'll floor sketch plan. it. Floor plan. Here sketch it mm-hmm. out. Because what they're trying to determine is what is the total square feet of the property. Right. You know, the big things that, that influence an appraisal, is your number of bedroom count, your number of bathroom count, mm-hmm. your kitchen, the amenities of the kitchen, all right, the amenities of your bathrooms, those those bring your highest value. Folks, for, you for know, back to the right to the beginning of the show when you talk about what constitutes a, a finished basement. You're going to need flooring. You're going to need finished walls and you're going to need to have a finished ceiling. And there's a lot of conversation that goes on kind of in some of these uh, groups, private groups about, okay, so if I spray paint the ceiling and make it look like a a condo, is that going to be finished? You know, if I do the floor treatment on the concrete floor, is that going to be a finished floor? It depends. Yes. Um, But if you the more you do of those kinds of things, the more that it's counted as finished square feet. 
Um, now, when we come back from this break, we're going to go directly to desktop appraisals. All right. You can also be part of the show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show with Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results and the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Happy to have my friend Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results and the Red Hot Real Estate Group in the room. Also, my good friend Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. We always encourage you to be part of the show. That number is 651-641-1071. So Mimi and Phil, let's go to the phones. We always appreciate everybody's patience. So Jane, thank you very much for waiting for us through the break. What is your question for Mimi and Phil, please, Jane? Oh, hi. Thank you. Uh, yes, I don't know if you can really answer this or help me with it, but um, so I'm looking to build an attached garage and uh, room over, mm-hmm. and I've had um, different companies come out and they give me, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, it, well, the estimates that they're giving me are um, are, are crazy. So what I'm trying to do is how can I kind of research research what the cost might be, like estimates of what I would expect the cost to be? I always want to reframe your question, Jane. So you're saying that you've had a few different companies come out and give you this estimate, and you're wondering if that's really what the market is saying, like these multiple things? I don't know, Phil and Mimi, doesn't it? It kind of seems to me that that would be a lot of our recommendations is to get more than one. Yes. uh, You know, know, get more than one estimate. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, your construction costs across the board are crazy. And oh, by the way, uh, it's uh, Gcs general contractors can't find laborers to work yeah, so and it's they can't be get and they can't get the materials so if you've gotten three quotes here Jane I would just tell you maybe you take the middle quote or whatever you decide to go with but expect, but they're probably expect real. That, I, I would I would tell you they're they're probably pretty pretty accurate. Um, okay, yeah. No, that's I, not I what would... you wanted to hear. <laughs> Sorry, Jane. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. I And I had three, and they were, um, well, yeah. I mean, one was, one of the three was like three times what one was. I, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're just kind of bizarre. Anyway, so, yeah, okay, yes. I guess I'll, I'll continue with that. They're, you know, building all around me. and um, Go talk to some more know, general I, contractors. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Oh, thanks, All right. Thanks, Jane. Jane. I mean, that's why I know that it takes extra time, but it is finding someone that you feel comfortable with. And, 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 you know, and, and it is, you know, you do have to do your research because we, all three of us in this room have read those articles about where there's somebody out there and then they end up not finishing it. So you got to find somebody that you trust and, and spend a little bit of time checking into their background. You're going to exactly. get, you're going to get what you pay for. Yeah. So you don't want to kind of just find somebody that you're like, okay, that's I right. always love it when you can find, like when you talk to a contractor, like I've, you know, I've gone, tell me some of your other clients. You know, kind of thing. Like, who's willing to talk to you? And you mm-hmm. can get references, you know, kind of thing. And if they don't want to give you any references, then maybe they're not the right person for you. Go to the BBB. Mm-hmm. Check out the Department of Commerce. Those are two great spots right that you can, right. you can research somebody. Uh, look at them. What's their online presence? Mm-hmm. What's their Google reviews? Um, 
you know, and guess what? If if you see one or two bad Google reviews, but they got 50 or 100 Google reviews, just understand that there are people out there that just are never happy with anything. Yes. And those are the ones that will give you that negative review. Right. Okay. So you just want to look into it. Yes. Yep. All right, Phil, you had a good story that you wanted to tell. Yeah, um, I've been hearing there's been articles out there about people feeling that they're they're stuck. They can't. They're at a two and a half, three and a half, three and three percent mortgage interest rate. Their house is too small. Their 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 kids are calling all over them, but they're going. I can't sell. Well, here here's an example where a client who called me, they had. Uh, $70,000 in credit card debt. Mm-hmm. I helped them refinance, and yes, they were at 3%. All right. They're now so they at, were at 3% on their current mortgage. Mortgage, correct. Mm-hmm. All right. All their credit cards were over 20% interest rates, all the way up to 29%. I saved them $1,800. And oh, by the way. Per month or total? Per month. Okay. $1,800 a month. And oh, by the way, now their credit score went from a 630 to a 740. And now they're upsizing. They're going from that 350 to a $550,000 house. And oh, yes, their mortgage payment is going up, but their outgoing monthly cash flow has gone down $1,000 a month. Because one of the words that we hear often is that people in certain brackets feel stuck. Like they don't have any room to move. Mm-hmm. And, and not just move the you know from one house to another. Just, I'm going to work every day. I'm picking my kids up at school. I'm hanging out. But I don't have any room to maneuver because someone hasn't sat down with them and helped them put that overall plan together and go, well, yes, your interest rate might go up on your house, but here's where it's going to save you all these other things so you have room to move and maneuver. With this specific client, I took every one of their Visa and MasterCard statements. I took the interest rate off. I put it into a a financial spreadsheet for them, and I was able to show them how much their monthly savings was Mm -hmm. by Yes, you're sacrificing an interest rate on one area, right? But you're what, you got to look at the whole picture. Because what are you change? What are you getting charged in fees on this other one? What do you like? How do we do the math all over the place? And and we understand that sometimes you doing that yourself, yep. it's just not what you have time to do. So it's and okay to pass it off to an expert. I, I would also say for those that have decided to go get a home equity loan to pay off all their debt. I would just tell you, be careful what you wish for, because most home equity loans are an adjustable rate mortgage. Okay. And right now, most of those are at 9%. And with what the Fed is talking about, those could easily go to 10, 11, or 12% over the next year. Yes. Okay, folks, um, we are talking today about appraisal. So one of the things, one of the terms that you may hear are desktop appraisals. Um, that is the product and the, the source of that, it can be either an appraiser and or a non-appraiser. And the definition of desktop appraisal is evaluation performed without an exterior or interior inspection of a property by an appraiser or any third party. All the research is based on information from tax records, from MLS data and other reliable source and the thing to know about that one, that there is actually no inspection. Um, and that is from a comprehensive perspective. That's about middle of the road. Okay. Um, Phil, let's talk a little bit about what you see 
from a desktop appraisal, how many do you see uh, uh, compared to a, a traditional appraisal? I'm sorry, Mimi, before you throw it to Phil, can I ask you, you said by an appraiser or a non-appraiser, does that just mean someone who doesn't have an appraisal license? Okay, mm-hmm. all right, thank yes. you. Yes. Okay. All right, uh, the only time I see a desktop appraisal being used in my business would be an underwriter. Okay. They're, they're trying to validate the appraisal that's been received by the appraiser, mm-hmm. and they'll use a desktop appraisal. Now, that being said, some credit unions and some banks will use a desktop appraisal internally for maybe a home equity loan. Okay. Or maybe you're going to borrow $30,000 from the bank as an installment loan, but that installment loan then may turn into a lien Okay. against the house. Now, understand a desktop appraisal, though, requires data. So here's what I'll tell you. If you haven't sold your home in 20 years or 30 years, there's no way for anybody to use a desktop appraisal okay. because there'll be no data on the property. All right, exactly. Are you seeing, uh, do you have any visibility into the price of a desktop appraisal from a mortgage perspective? Um, yeah, mortgage review can cost somewhere between a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, but it's it's. I would tell you, it's very rarely used. Okay, okay. Um, there's another category of appraisal. It's called a CMA, which is a market analysis, which is what typically realtors do. Comparative market analysis, otherwise known as CMA, or also BPOs, and bro- that stands for broker price opinion. And the person or source of that is the broker or a real estate sales agent. So the comparative market analysis or CMA is commonly prepared by a real estate agent to help the client determine a reasonable listing or purchase price for a property. CMAs do not comply with the universal uh, appraisal standards. And the broker price opinion or BPO commonly prepared by a real estate broker to determine the price, not the value, BPOs are traditionally associated with short sales, foreclosures, and or relocations. And BPOs also do not comply with the universal standard for appraisers. And so uh, the level of inspection that you can expect for those, they may or may not have the inspector, and it may or may not be by an appraiser. Um, so oftentimes back when the market had dipped in the recession mm-hmm. and foreclosures and short sales, banks would often uh, work with real estate agents to go out and give an opinion to them so that they would know what the valuation of the property is. And that could often happen, you know, more than just the first time that happened over the course of the time that the property was in the, the foreclosure and short sale process. Um, so those, you know, as we may see foreclosures and short sales increase, then banks will start to order those again. Okay. Um, appraisal waiver, Phil. Um, well, I want to go back to the CMA. Okay. okay. Let's talk All about right, it. Real quick. Um, things to be cautious of with a CMA. One, I call it what's called virtual obsolescence. Okay. And I'm going to give you an example. We have properties here in the metro, and it's not a lot but there are, where a railroad track is going through your backyard. Mm-hmm. So we're selling this house. The real estate agent comes in with the CMA, and I know that they, they did their best. Right. But here's the thing. How many other comparables did they provide you 
where a railroad track is mm-hmm. going through your backyard. Right. Because when you sell this house, most lenders, most lenders are going to want to see at least one comparable mm-hmm. with a railroad track going through your backyard. I'll give you another example. Your backyard or your side yard, and you're able to see it, backs up to a big warehouse. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's called virtual obsolescence. Yes. Or your house sits on an extremely busy road. Extremely yes. busy. Extremely busy road. Now, if you're, your agent or the person that's providing you the CMA, it could even be a loan officer, okay, isn't providing you comparables of another like house that's on this busy road, then your CMA is flawed. Okay. Okay. We'll talk a little bit about more that more when we come back from the break. You can also be part of the show. Call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon. Happy to be hanging out with Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results and our good friend from Cross Country Mortgage, Mr. Phil Olson. Make sure you can be part of the show before we wrap today. That number again is 651-641-1071. Folks, if you're wanting to look for property and you don't have a really great source that you can rely on, right. be sure and check out ViewGreaterMinneapolisHomes.com. If you have questions about real estate or mortgage, you can text me directly at 651-578-2218. Any of your questions at all. If you'd like a free market analysis, that's also something that we provide. No obligation. Right. 651-578-2218. Okay, Phil. Um, so... Let's just wrap up what we were talking about at the last break, the virtual obsolescence. So, folks, this is something that I do talk with my clients about. Uh, the best way to check those sorts of things out is to go to Google Earth. Okay. Go to Google Earth and then use that property address and then go and zoom down and see what is around that property. You'll see everything that there is. Um, that is the very best way. And, you know, you're not going to move a railroad track. You're not going to move a water tower. You're not going to move a busy road. The busy road will most likely get busier. Or how about electric wires? Yes. Electrical towers, um, commercial buildings, all of these things. And I hear people that have lived in apartments. I mean, and this is a very valid uh, perception. That doesn't bother me. I've got cars going all the time. Yeah. I, I just tune it out. It doesn't matter. And I say to them, it may not matter to you now, but when you go to resell your house, yep. it will maybe bother your buyer. And mm-hmm. the other reason why I think that you have to keep in mind is that the way that your house was created and built is different than what when they build a, an apartment. So and it's like the kind of noise and things that you get used to in an apartment setting, it's totally a different feel once you get into it and it's actually a house. Right. Now, mm-hmm. virtual obsolescence, okay, can also be based on noise, mm-hmm. okay? You could have a backyard full of trees. Yes. But guess what? If you can hear every truck going down your road in the middle of the night, that will play potentially a role. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing is we've got Minneapolis here. And then why do you think they, the Minneapolis city paid out all this money for, for windows and roofs for people because of the aircraft mm-hmm. going over. Well, yep. that did play a role in people's values. But now, based on the newer windows that they're putting in and all that type of stuff, now you don't see it. Yeah. Or your house doesn't shake. As the I plane. know. I looked, uh, when I was way back in the day, when before I bought my townhouse back in 2006, 
I was looking at a house in Richfield and that was something that my realtor at the time and I were talking about because they were like, okay, well this, you know, the person that I was buying the house from, they were cool with it. So all of their stuff was in the basement. So instead of using the upstairs bedroom and all this other stuff, they had basically just moved all their stuff to the bottom floor, which is a, a good workaround, but sure. you, hey, I'm like, I don't know if I want to live in the basement. <laughs> I'll just All buy right, one so of those berm houses. Yeah. What's another berm. type of appraisal here, Mimi? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So in the last two or three years, I would say that I heard the term appraisal waiver more than I've ever heard yes. it before. Yes. Um, and so, Phil, my little spreadsheet doesn't actually have an appraisal waiver, so I'm going to let you define it for folks. Mm-hmm. Okay. An appraisal waiver is it's provided through either Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Okay. It can only be used on a conventional loan. Okay. It can be used on a conventional purchase. It can. It can also be used on a conventional refinance. Okay. Now, what is that? All right. First off, if you've only got 10% value in your home or you're only putting 10% down, there's no chance of getting an appraisal waiver. Okay. I haven't seen one. Okay. Where I see appraisal waivers is when I'm running what's called automated underwriting findings. Okay. That is based on your consumer's demographics, property address, everything. And I run it through this computer program, either through Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. We call it DU or it's called LP. DU stands for Fannie Mae. LP stands for Freddie Mac, okay. okay, loan prospective. Okay. And do you? DU desktop underwriting. Okay. okay. Um, and you have we have to populate the address into the file and we run it. And if it's less than 20, 25, 30% down, or we have a property that we're refinancing for 200, but it's worth 400, if the findings come back and say that the property is eligible, for a waiver, then we talk to our client. Okay. And I will say, hey, we have the opportunity of moving forward on this purchase or this refinance without charging you for an appraisal. At the same point in time, there's a benefit to an appraisal. Here's what I'll tell you. 90% of consumers, they go, if I can save 650 bucks, I'll accept the findings that say my house is worth this. Okay, okay. so... So let's just re let's just recap that. So at the end of the day, you need at least 20% equity or a down payment of that amount. I've actually seen one come in at 15%. Okay. But they're few and far between. I'm going to tell you the more equity, the better the chance of getting uh, a waiver. Okay. And what's the cost for the consumer on a waiver? Nothing. Or other than they're going to sign a form that they say that they're waiving their appraisal rights. Okay. Now, at the same point in time, if you're buying a house and you're putting 30% down and it's a purchase, is there a possibility that Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac's numbers are off? Yes. Is it possible that you think you've got 30% equity as you walk into this home when it could really only be 20%? Yes. You're mm-hmm. allowing a computer, an AI Okay, to determine the value of your property, if you've got a real question mark about that, maybe you're better off not accepting the waiver and you're better off it is getting the house appraised. Right. So if you're if you're buying a house and you're like, ah, 
I kind of made a, a really high offer on this thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not so sure now that I think about it, right. whether it's going to be worth that. I'll give you an example. You could be jeopardizing your gap coverage okay. for the full amount. In other words, you might be paying $20,000 more for a house because you've guaranteed that seller you're going to you're going to give them this amount of money no matter what if the house appraises for less. So you could end up paying more for a house than you had to by taking an appraisal waiver. Mm-hmm. Well, if you are somebody who put an appraisal gap language in your purchase agreement and you took an appraisal waiver, Basically, that just means that there is no appraisal gap. And yep. so you'll save the 20000 hypothetically, correct? Um, it all depends on what the purchase price was set. Okay. How so? In other words, if, if, if the appraisal waiver, your purchase price is three fifty, and you said, we're going to give a gap of twenty at three fifty, mm-hmm. okay, uh, and the, then the automated waiver comes back at three fifty. Just because the waiver came back at three fifty doesn't mean your house is worth three fifty. Okay, but if you didn't get an appraisal, there's no low appraisal, so therefore your appraisal gap goes away. Correct? It does, but what happens if the appraisal you have twenty twenty thousand dollars in gap covered, and the appraisal comes in at three fifteen? But you just said that the appraisal waiver takes gets rid of it, correct? It does. Okay. It does. So you won't get another type of appraisal. No, nope, co- there won't be another appraisal done. All right. I'm just telling you there's pros and cons okay. to an appraisal waiver. What are okay. the cons? The cons are is that the, the data that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac is using is wrong. Mm-hmm. All right. And your house is worth less. But any good agent is going to run numbers for their client. They okay, should. So you, if you're buying a house, you need a CMA okay. to show you what has happened in that neighborhood within the last six months. I'll mm-hmm. back up. you got a good CMA and you've got an appraisal waiver and they coincide with each other. I would tell you, you're good to go. Okay, yeah, 100%. I think an appraisal waiver is a Hail Mary. It is. It's like, <laughs> it hallelujah. Is. Hallelujah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay. one less step that we have, and it's one less potential issue we can have. Yeah, right. and, and once that happens, most of the time, I'm sure there are exceptions, you sail right on to the closing and go straight to pending. I'll give right. you the bigger, the, the, the bigger thing with that is... If you have items in your house that need to be cured, an appraisal waiver can be your saver. Okay. Folks, if you have questions about real estate or mortgage, be sure and reach out to us during the week. Mimi at mnredhotrealestate.com or 651-578-2218. We also want to remind you, you can get this episode and previous episodes if you go to our website. Go to mytalk1071.com. Use that keyword, Red Hot. Go wild.